welcome to your favorite hour-ish of the week, Under the Radar, part of the Athletic Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We've got a big show today, drafts, auctions, they're going on here in the end of April. We'll get to that in a minute. Let me introduce my co-hosts. As always, uh, the man who chimes in at 10 p.m., and has some comments on "quote unquote" your team, <laughs> Ian Khan. That's me. I am that man. <laughs> and the man. Let's take a second just to get serious. Who's raised over six thousand dollars for charity just by running a few auctions that he kind of came up with on a whim. Good morning, fellas. DVR sent me a text and he goes, "I think I'm bigger than Scott Fish." So I was <laughs> yeah. I was pretty impressed. Yeah. It's uh, Scott. What Scott Fish has built, by the way. I mean, some people listening to this might not know what the Scott Fish Bowl is. I think it's entering year ten this year. It's the ultimate fantasy football league where all proceeds go to charity. There are some prizes put up by some of the sites who have analysts included. It's an amazing event, and the money goes to Fantasy Cares for that one. So they go uh, and buy a lot of toys around Christmas time and donate those to families in need so it's just such an awesome thing that scott put together he's that he's been able to do that for 10 years and it continues to grow just uh says a lot like the amount of work that he puts into that i I can't even imagine how much time it takes coordinating all the invites setting up all the leagues answering all the questions especially the i didn't get the link to sign up you know that that kind of stuff imagine that times (laughs) like 600 like that's that's so much work so um uh, he's he's kind of the gold standard in terms of of just doing great things in our industry right now 2009 uh, athletic sports person of the year i believe for the fantasy sports section at least awesome so there you go so congratulations dvr you're doing good stuff man people ask is dvr really that nice in real life i'm like i don't know but it seems like you are so so there you yeah, go it is congrats you man hey, dvr if people just want to get involved in uh you know maybe they got like an extra 20 bucks in their pocket uh how, how does this happen if someone's you know heart is growing three sizes listening to this What's what's the what's the way they can kind of get involved? I think the easiest way is just to go to feedingamerica.org. They've got a, a donate button right in the top right corner, and it goes straight into their general fund there. Um, you can also look up a local food bank. I mean, that's what I did when I started this. I, I set up the first donation for one called Second Harvest, which is uh, near me here in, in Madison, Wisconsin. But you know, no matter where you live in this country, there are hungry people and. Yeah, even if you can throw five, ten, twenty bucks, doesn't matter how how small the gift is. It, it makes an impact. Was I supposed to send you money? I covered it. Oh, all right, Ian. I'll PayPal you some money then. Perfect. Some of that Marty <laughs> Decker money. Uh, by the way, this episode, as part of the the Athletica, is doing a big push for for local businesses to kind of highlight some of them. Uh, you know, obviously they're struggling. Just to, to give you an idea of, of what's going on out there, and send a little love their way. So this episode is sponsored by Mezzaluna Day Spa in Westwood, New Jersey. You can go to uh, M-E-Z-Z-A-L-U-N-A dayspa.com to check it out. But uh, this one's very close to the, the fantasy home here. Emery Hunt is a, a frequent client of the Mezzaluna Day Spa and actually swears by it. And the first time he said he couldn't do something, uh, I thought he was joking because he's like, no, I got my massage. I'm like, yeah, right, man. Like, see it, see it too. He's like, no, really. But uh, he swears by it. And if like a dude like... Uh, kind of like as big and just ripped and awesome and manly as Emery Hunt is, is going there for his massages and stuff. Uh, I guess it kind of changes your view on going to get massages. So anyway, uh, it's run by this wonderful woman named Dara. Uh, they obviously get massage therapy, the whole nine, uh, you know, waxing for if you're into that or if you're the woman in your life, you want to do a little day trip. 
aromatherapy, all that stuff. She sent me a list. It's it's basically everything you would expect from from a day spa. But um, Emery Hunt, man, so I didn't ask you. You know, I should have asked how much uh, these were, so I could have given some kind of indication of how much these cost. But I don't know. Ian, uh, you massage guy. You know, I I used to be a big massage guy when I was younger. I have a funny uh, story about having to get my chest waxed once to play a role. It sucks. <laughs> you can't just tease it and not look. If you want to get to the baseball stuff, just fast forward to like the four minute mark. But Ian's going to tell us about getting his chest waxed. Let's real do quick. let's do baseball, and if we have time at the end, I'll throw in the chest waxing story. All right. It's uh, brutal. Brutal. Right, well, we, but that's what it made me think of when you were like waxing. I was like, really, <laughs> guys, don't do it. Like the women who the, the the women who can handle childbirth, they can get their bodies waxed. We don't know. No. No. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so we want to thank our sponsor, Mezzaluna Day Spa. Throw them a little love if you can if you're in the Jersey area. Uh, you know, it might be a little while until we get this up and running again, but just keep in the back of your mind. Mezzaluna Day Spa. Mezzaluna Day Spa.com. Mezzaluna Day Spa.com. Okay, let's get into this. Uh, as many of you know, Ian Khan guilted me into doing his American League only <laughs> auction for him. On last week's show, he guaranteed a four and a half hour auction. It actually lasted five hours and 40 minutes, well into the next day on the calendar. <laughs> I think we ended at 12.36. Here, yes, here are the highlights. He texted me. You texted me at 12.40. It was like five and a half hours. What the, what the frig? I didn't say it like that. First of all, I never used frig. Yeah, no, Secondly, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> that was the that was the 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 radio translation. So my yeah. uh, my theory is, if, by the way, rtsports.com, and I'll, I'll admit, uh, I've played some leagues on there before, and it's it, you know, I hadn't liked the user interface. I don't know if it's good or bad. I'm just something I'm not used to it. Um, their draft room's awesome and mm-hmm. so easy to use and smooth. DVR. I also like a, the voice. I like the voice. It's not as intense. It's like well, I didn't have computer. sound on because my wife was sleeping. Ah. Like a normal person at eleven o'clock on a on a Wednesday night, she wasn't just drinking beer and hanging out on Zoom with people. Who'd you get? <laughs> yeah, why is Ian calling you? <laughs> was, I, I thought it was, it was your big... team. <laughs> I've always wondered though, it what? How would my life feel? How, how would it be different if if my wife were really into fantasy baseball and and she wanted to criticize all the decisions I made? For every team that I built, I mean, imagine, imagine that as your normal, as your household. There, there are not many. There are a few. There are not many spouses who share this interest at a level where they could have legitimate dinner table fights about strategy and and particular players. That would be weird. It would be strange. I don't know if it'd be good or bad, but it would be weird. Ellen Adair and her husband are sharing a team in my friends and family league. I brought Ellen into the league, and she and her husband are sharing the team full on. And they just started a podcast about about oh uh, baseball movies. So it's uh, everyone should check it out. It's it's I have not listened to it yet, but I know that Ellen is fantastic. She's a huge Philadelphia Phillies fan. She's an actress. She's been on Homeland. She's been on every show you could dream of. Um, and she's awesome. And so she and her husband do have those arguments. I think it'd be fun, actually. I, I think, think it's, it's kind of nice. Usually you're very anti-other uh, fantasy playing actors, so it's nice you've welcomed Ellen to, <laughs> into no. the league with, no, no, with no, such no. open arms. Oh, I'm just kidding, man. I'm joking. I'm joking. I like the, I like the, uh, the actors. I think that they're, they're brilliant. You know, do you know Kelly Coyne? 
Yeah, Robert I, I don't Wolf, know Kelly. Kelly Coin. No, I don't know Kelly. I, actually, I've been. I, we worked on a show together. We worked on two shows together for a little bit. Um, but I, I never. I don't think I ever even met him. I don't think we He's were ever dude. on the same. Yeah, from what I, I think heard. you'd like him. I think you'd like him a lot. Yeah, it seems like you have you have very similar uh, sentiments about things. He's a smart guy. I do know that. Okay, there you go. That's all I need to know. A he's a football actor. guy. He's not. He's not baseball. He's a football guy. He's a really good actor too, man. That guy can. That guy is really good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, he's yeah. really good. Generally, just very nice. Anyway, we're off track. Back to the ale only draft. Uh, so Ian calls me like I want to say like around ten o'clock, and I know like so Ian's popping in and out of the draft room, and he I know he's watching some things, and I get this phone call, and he's like, "Hey man, what do you think of Justin Upton?" And I look at my screen, and Justin Upton's like, you know. Eleven dollars, twelve dollars. Like you know, kind of you know, kind of like him. He's he's all right. I'm like, yeah, he is. Just, I knew what you were doing. <laughs> I was like, well, no, because it started out. I was I was sitting outside with Nicole. We were drinking because we're yeah. moving, and so like at the end of the night, we just go out in the backyard and like just drink. And we'll, we'll stop doing that probably when we when we finally move, which is in like a day, um, or maybe we'll just do it in the new place. But. Uh, I was sitting there and like I had I was so grateful that you took over the team because I my job I'm doing a I'm doing some work with this organization I'm making a movie for them and um and I had to be on this call that went till like 8:30 so I was like thank god I mean I just wanted you to do it because I wanted you to do it so we could have fun and team up and and um and then I, and then I was like oh thank god and then I finally get outside it's like 9:45 at night and I like hop into the room and just to like check it out and as I get in there, I'm seeing how you were doing. You're doing great. I loved so many of your early buys. And then Upton was there. And it, the, I was like, oh, Upton's like a really good choice in this format. Four outfielders. And he's cheap. He's like eight bucks. And I was like, screw it. I'm calling him. I'm like, I'm going to call him. and get him cheap. I think he should get he should get Upton. So I call him. And Nunn was like, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. I'm like, do you want to take over? Do you want to do you want to take over? I to you. I felt bad. Yeah, it was what? like. There's nothing I feel bad about. And I was like, there was there was like 48% of me that so badly wanted to take over. I was like, oh my God, I so need to do this. And I was like, yeah, no, and don't do on. that. Take over, you finish the team. Like, I was like, let the man finish his team. And I'm glad I did. And it was it was awesome. But I got to look in tonight. Brett Sarah is covering. Uh, he's doing the- I've already warned thing. him. Yeah. Well, I'm moving, so like I, I, but I will hop in. I'm sure at one point, and then I'll call him, and I'll be like, "Why are you calling me?" And I'm like, "Because we got to get this guy. We've we've got to get Garrett Hampson." Um, I'm 99 percent sure your wife just said no. Hey, that's what really happened. About what? About taking like, over? Oh yeah. I mean, of course. Let me think about taking over. And I, just in the background, I imagine just being no in. No, then, no. She was cool. She was like. No, she was no. I was up. I was up till one. But she was like, she was like, if you want to, you can. And what I wanted to do was do it with you on the phone because I thought that we would have fun, right? And you were like, yeah, no, I can't do that. I, I can only text. It's too late. I could. I could but I thought we would have a good time. Bed. Like just, you were actually in bed. I thought we would have a good time, like discussing discussing the players. And you were like, I can't do that. And I was like, well, then keep going. You're doing great. Keep going. Thought, you know, it's all about Aaron Judge, man. It's all about whether Judge plays. If Judge oh, plays, I got you, Yankees. I did that for you. Well, and you got Glaber Torres, I think, for $34. Yeah. I thought that was, don't forget, this is a 15 team with like where DVR did a great job of making it so that it was similar to an AL only for 12 teams because it was AL only for 15 teams. And Glaber Torres should have gone, I think, for more than what you got him for. You got him for 34 I think Glaber Torres would steal the draft, Ian. 
I thought it was a really good. I, the only concern I had, the only thought I had, was that he was so valuable at second base. I might have because I forget who did you get at second base. Uh, you've just stumped me with the first question about our team. <laughs> no idea. I don't, man. Franklin Barreto for five dollars. Barreto was five dollars, right? So I mean, look if Barreto yes, plays, I know that yeah, he was. Yeah. So, oh, but the only the only thought that I had, but that, you know, overall, I thought you did. Is that if Aaron Judge plays, you got him for thirty dollars? Who are you bidding against for him? By the way, was it Glenn? I don't know. I don't look Colton? at that stuff, man. I don't even do that. I don't do the chat room. I don't. I don't. I just go in. Laser focused on, the Zoom. on my, Didn't my do the Zoom. Yeah. So I couldn't do the Zoom. You know, how I was the it. Zoom DVR? How was it? It's um, one of those things that I should have just done for other drafts prior to this one. Um, it makes drafting online feel more like a social event and less like staring at a computer alone for five hours. So uh, very glad I did it. It was just kind of like having table talk for an online auction or an online draft. I, I think I, I will be doing that going forward with any draft I have online. Sweet. I can't. F- oh, there we go. Auction room. There it is. All right. I'll pull this up so I can answer all your questions, Ian. Ah, oh, you got it. All right. Yeah, I got it. All, all right. right. Yeah, so thirty dollars for Judge. If he plays, brilliant. If his rib, if he needs to have surgery, to, there's oh, no this talk is a cracked about it. rib that's healing. He's fine. He's in Tampa. All right, good. They're, they're on top of him. I'm sure someone down there is breaking social distancing to check up on his rib. That rib needs to be that that rib needs to heal just for the Yankees. We need him. Pretty much and, has and, man. And the Nando Khan team needs him. You don't know, couldn't Nando Khan. That sounds like no. a fun event. Another con, another con, another con. Let me rock, let me rock another con. Sorry. Uh, here's a question for you. I don't think I've actually figured this out yet, and maybe I should have looked it up before we spent a bunch of money on Aaron Judge. Um, is, remember, he had the shoulder. Was the shoulder really the rib? Like when he yes. had like the that. All right, that was really what it was, right? Right. It was the rib, and whether he had to have the rib removed for it to heal. Right. And but the shoulder wasn't. To- the shoulder wasn't something that happened because he was compensating for the rib. It that was just I like, oh, it's it's not really my shoulder that hurts. It's more it's more like the rib actually. Right. So right. I don't know, and they didn't. They no one has given any indication. Right. But for thirty dollars in a fifteen team AL only, if he plays, is an absolute steal, and you love him. You were going to take him at eight in a draft. Oh yeah, yeah. So, like yeah, love it. He's huge, and especially in a short season. Well, I mean, I, we'll get into that later, the short season thing. Anyway, I'm happy with the team. I I thought, so Glaber, I thought, was my best buy and maybe the best buy of the draft, but Kristen Stewart for $4 and Rich Hill for $6 are my two most proud moments. In I love game. Rich Hill. I don't know if Kristen Stewart is going to have any at-bats. Oh, come on. He's a stud, man. He's going to be awesome. Well, I... Go look up his just, baseball reference page, his minor league stats. DVR, I'm, back me up on this. I know you love Kristen Stewart. <laughs> I think he should play a ton because they have no reason to oh. make him anything less than a big side platoon player. He's already 26, former first rounder. They have a lot invested in him. Just let the guy play. See Dude, what, he does. what a good pick. Right? Huge. But now he that had looking, one so what? He kind of struggled a little bit last year. I mean, are you going to write I just, the guy I, off? Uh, no, I guess I kind of did, but in this format. And what'd you get him for? I and I love the Rich Hill for six. Four Loved bucks. it. Yeah, Four bucks. great man. Come on. I mean, I th- I'm starting to think he's like the most underrated player in Major it's League Baseball. It's just the Christmas Chance Adams career. of it all. The Chance Adams. Chance Adams is gonna be the number five starter for Kansas City, and he's excellent. No problem with that. <laughs> okay, I want to do an over under. I want to do an over under on Chance Adams. 
Okay. That's, I want to do an over-under on Chance Adams, a number of... Uh, so if it would be 33 starts in a regular season, let's say it's 16 starts in a truncated season. I'm yeah. proud of myself for the truncated use right there. Um, let's go over under 10 starts for the Royals this year. What's 10 out of 16? Uh, no, no, no. Over under no, I'm nine trying to get starts. a percentage for you. So I mean, It's like 55%. 62.5 probably. 62.5%. Make it 55% and I'll do it. Okay, nine starts. How about just he makes more? Oh, well, not not more starts. Eight and a half, eight and a half, eight and a half. So that if he if he does one over half of them, you win, and one under half of them, I win. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll take I'll take it. I think he's I think he's going to be the number five. So obviously I'll take it. Okay. All right. I'll, uh, that's one dollar. All right. I love it. I do that. love the Danny Jansen. Eloy, I thought you would love Chance Adams, former Yankee, by the way. Man. Nah, I just, I, I just don't think he's gonna. I, I personally, I think he's gonna have zero starts. He was so, a reserve. Yeah, no, right? he's a reserve. So, yeah. But we got you got your Nestor Cortez. You told yeah. me, and that you told me, I'm getting Michael Givens. That's the only closer, and I don't want to hear another word about it. I was like, all right, here we go. Um, <laughs> I didn't I say kind, it like that. <laughs> well, I kind of love the Ryu Maeda Kikuchi, and didn't realize I was doing that. Yeah, yeah, and and we got your Nestor Cortez, your Renato Nunez. So I was talking, I forget, on the phone, you were like, I'm getting Renato Nunez. And you got him for 15. I think that's a great buy. A lot of power on this team. We, you can, is there trading allowed in this league? There's no trading allowed in the Triple Crown. Oh, really? What was the, what was the reasoning? <laughs> what, is the, what is the reasoning behind that, Derek? What other rules are there? Mostly it's that it's an overall contest with three leagues and... Yeah, it's more just a pilot league for the full season in 2021. And I, I don't want it to be the kind of league that is swung by random deals that happen that, I don't know. I, I just I think it's one of those things where drafting slash auctioning and fabbing should be enough of a test over three leagues. Okay. I, I hear uh, you. I hear you. So you got a lot of power. Do you have speed? Oh, well, Franklin Bretto. Maybe Jackie Bradley Jr. will give you 15. Uh-huh. Uh, Kristen Stewart's going to steal 40. Uh, Aaron Judge should be good for like eight. Yeah, yeah, we got all right. Speed. How many bags uh, do you think you need to be middle of the pack in a 15-team AL-only league? What do you think that number ends up being, especially in a partial season? What's a full season? Like 80? Is that the winner? Uh, maybe maybe more for the winner. Like I, th- I bet 100 puts you pretty easily in the top three of a mono league most years. So eight, yeah, 80 is probably at least... Top half, I would guess. So then 60, 70 is mid-pack? 70 to 80. Like so 35, is 35 bags going to put you in the middle? Like, are you going to get six or seven standings points if you get 35 steals in this league? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's, about, that's what you'll get. And you could piece those together. I mean, look, we Austin Hayes will get a few. Aaron Judge yeah, will. will get some. Torres Danny Jan- will get some. Will Danny Jansen get any? Maybe he, Danny Jansen will get two. Franklin Barreto could get... 20 in well not in a regular season Danny Jansen's not getting any I don't know what that I don't know why I thought that but Judge will get a couple maybe Glaber yeah. will get a couple I don't eh. know a lot of power it's gonna be you weird you Greg mean, Bird Austin Hayes might Greg get Bird. you a few Greg Bird I don't think he's gonna get any I got a feeling <laughs> that's not gonna happen <laughs> Jackie Bradley's gonna <laughs> run like the wind you got Bradley for like seven to bucks right is that what it was uh, Bradley was seven dollars yeah yeah I thought that was. I think that's really good. I don't know why Bradley in an A only 
is so underrated. DVR, why is he so underrated? Yeah, DVR, you were in this league. Why aren't you chiming in on any of these buys and how much you love them? I'm just enjoying your guys' love fest over this team. There's a lot of nice, nice <laughs> value. This is here. Ian being nice. He's texting me at the same time, being like, "This guy's shit. This guy's shit. This guy's shit." <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. Hold on, DVR. But... I'll mark that for you in my local feed. I got Sorry. it. No, I, 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 <laughs> that's why I was scribbling that down real quick. But I Jackie also, Bradley. No, I but also Jackie Bradley. Eleven fifty-two. <laughs> Jackie Bradley Jr. for seven bucks and an ale only. Just seems like a really solid fourth outfielder because he's going to play. Exactly, the glove. That's I so mean, so much of a mono league is finding underpriced playing time, and I think that's exactly what Nando did with Bradley. Uh, I think that's exactly what happened with Christian Stewart. I mean, for four bucks, like four dollars in a normal AL only league might have been like an expected price. In this league, guys like that were going for eight to ten pretty consistently. Yeah. Um, and that's why the Rich Hill buy for six was such a good I deal. I love the too. Rich Hill buy. That that, was, that's that was pretty my favorite early. buy. So I think that happened. That was one of the cheaper buys maybe in the first half of the auction. And it was before everybody in the room started to realize that we didn't spend enough on the top-end talent. And then we saw that second but Nando wave of did. overpricing. But DVR, Nando definitely did. I mean, he went 37 on Eloy. That was a big price. He yeah. had, he's got, he's got, got a bunch of big buys here with Eloy, Judge, and Torres. Those were all you know, Sano was 30. borderline. Yeah, Sano at twenty seven. Yeah, that's 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 okay. Actually, in this format, that's okay because everybody has to jack up a little bit. I think he did a good job, actually. I mean, I think the Chance Adams normal. pick is absurd. The Logan Chance Adams, Adams was... <laughs> no, no. All right, let's. No. You know, if you still got Baseball Reference open, why don't you shimmy I... on over to the Chance Adams page? Yeah, no, Chance Adams. No, I think he was also the first pick. Was he your first pick in the reserves? Uh, Could have been. I don't yeah, know. No, Ian, no, come no. on, man. It was like 12 no, Chance 20. Adams like, was not just end this. You're right. Okay, that's what it looks <laughs> like with Chance Adams there. Let me just go to sleep. I'm dying. <laughs> that's what it looked like with Chance Adams there. It's just, uh, nah. I don't understand why I don't like Chance Adams. I just, I... Top because I watched prospect. him. Not anymore, Bo. Was. <laughs> he's, he was. He's well, not like even... 20, 2018. He was like really good in 2017. There was some real upside there. But no, Chance Adams. I mean, look, we have the bet. I, I just don't think he gets one start. Not one. Because I don't think really? he's very Who's going to take it? It's Kansas City. Mike Montgomery. Jake Junis. The Sims love Mike Montgomery. We talked yeah, about that like last week or something. But he he also has to probably beat up like Jorge Lopez. That's I, the guy I like. Because I, I think Duffy and Keller are really safe. Montgomery yeah. is a guy they definitely want to have starting. Junis has been stretched out for a couple of years. Like Those, those four are definitely in. I think there's a chance that Adams is in a competition with Lopez and I just like Lopez. Brady Singer. Just, was Lopez taken? Yeah, I think I want to say Lopez was maybe a cheap auction purchase. Uh-huh. Okay. Real cheap. Uh, ooh, maybe not. Maybe he, did he go undrafted? Did he go undrafted? Because I like him in this. And where right, did, 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 did Daniel Norris? Well, listen, we're telling you how great you did. Now we're going to tell you that was <laughs> that was nuts. I mean, you and your Nestor Cortez, I'm kind of okay with because like, I actually that think he's that number, he can... number five in Seattle. Hey, man, I'm, that's, that's why I said like Logan Allen. I don't know. Maybe I, I, I still like Logan Allen. He was so bad last year, but I still kind of like him. It was only Chance Adams that I was like, no, you can't do that. Just no. But I like the I kind of <laughs> like the Greg Bird pick. The one there was one other. There's one other that I don't like that I don't that I do not like but I don't know who else was available at the time so it might have been all that was left and I think it was a late auction pick which was Jake Bowers I just don't think he's going to play I think Jake yeah. Bowers was actually reserve 
No, he was no. You draft you auctioned oh, yeah, him for three dollars. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was curious. Was that at the end? I think it must have been because you were just filling your infield slot, and I don't know who else was available. Oh, it definitely was at the end, but I like him a lot. So I like so, last year. Everyone was all, "Oh, Jake Bowers is going to be amazing!" Right, right. Oh my God, Jake Bowers! And now all of a sudden he sucks because he had one what is off the, season, which wasn't you, even that off. You, you know there is space. You're right because Greg Allen is in right field. So if if he can figure out Jordan Luplo's there, Come on, is dude. there. No, let's let's track this real quick. They added Domingo Santana. Oscar Mercado is going to play center field every day. Fran Mil Reyes is going to play a lot. So yeah. if Domingo sits maybe against some righties, there could be playing time either in right field or at DH, depending on what they do there. Tyler Naquin is also a lefty. He's coming off a torn yeah. ACL. So there's one spot for Naquin, Bowers, and Liplau. And whoever out of Naquin and Bowers isn't playing regularly against righties is basically the fourth outfielder. Bowers could be a backup at first base if Carlos Santana gets hurt. I think it's just one of those things where I don't, I don't see a lot that I like in the profile at the big league level, and the, the powers really never come around. Like, look at his slugging percentages, just level to he's, level forever. Like he's, he's always got done, some done walks. Yeah, he runs. Look at his speed. Yeah, yeah, he's got some speed, which is kind of cool. He's just, he's exactly the kind of player though that as a part time guy, I don't know if he does much, but he's kind of an accumulator if he falls into more playing time than expected. Which for the price, I think that's a fine gamble, but. Um, I guess I'm I'm not as optimistic that the power's going to come as I might have been a couple of years ago. And also, Tampa Bay traded him, right? Yeah. I mean, Tampa, Cleveland wanted him. They gave up Yandy Diaz for him in that deal. I, I, I was high on Bowers going into last year, so that this is another one. Look, well, I feel a lot more I feel a lot more strongly about my Chase Adams dis, distaste <laughs> than I do about my Dick Bowers distaste. Um, yeah, no, I can't give you a pass on Chase Adams. Uh, Chance Adams. I don't, I don't want but, a pass. I like him. <laughs> you can sync with Bauer. It, no, he's, it doesn't matter. He's a reserve pick. He, he's, he's, he'll be dropped if he doesn't come through. And if he comes through, Nando, I'm going to bow my freaking head and say, Defino does it again. Well, you know what it is about Adams? Not to keep going back to Adams, but he's got a, a very good track record in the minors where he pitched a lot of innings and kept his ratios incredibly low in those innings. I gotta look at Chance Adams. Uh, you don't just begin to him. suck. He got hurt. I mean, twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen are kind of lost seasons because he got hurt. But yeah. he's still like he's got the innings on his arm. So he pitched through some injuries. He got a lot of. He just got to one hundred and ninety four and two thirds at AAA the last two years. He was More hurt. Than, hold on, I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling. And it you know, up Logan Chance Allen's Adams. kind of the same way, but I don't think Logan Allen was hurt. I think Logan I kind of like Logan Allen. I kind of do himself. Yeah, I like the Logan Allen reserve pick. You know, he's friends with John Cena. Yeah, I remember reading that story. That was a good story. Right? All right. Oh, Ian, this is yeah, compelling see, as you read Chance Adams' ERA. No, no, no. I'm just looking at his 2018 minor league season, right? 27 games, 23 games, started 113 innings, 113 strikeouts, but the whip is a 1.4. No control. Well, he was hurt. Those last two years. Look at the two years before that. 2016, he's in double A. Yeah, all right. In double A, he was freaking great. But that's 2016. It's a long time ago. Well, 2017, also very good. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, all, right you, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I just remember I he pitched 13 games for the Yankees last year with an 8.53 ERA, and I just remember thinking, "You suck." <laughs> like, he had all bone the time. spurs. 
and bone also, spurs in his elbow. Your bone spurs suck. But the whole time I'm like, you're stuffed. You have no stuff. Like, this is the guy I've been waiting all these years for and I've been carrying on Dynasty Leagues whenever I can get him. So I, I think I have a little uh, Chance Adams fatigue. Yeah. Hey, we got a bet. One dollar. One dollar bet. I love it. And I'd also like, it, what if he's good as a middle, like very, very good as a middle reliever? In then you win the bet. League. If he, he's if he is something. an asset, listen, if, I'll, I'll say this. I think I'm going to win the, you know, 8.5 over start. But if he's an asset as a middle reliever, like at all, I'll give you the dollar. Seriously. If he, if he pitches well in the major leagues this coming year, then, you know, and I, because of our OOTP, I have a totally different vision of the Royals because I'm fighting them in the AL Central. I'm in second place. I'm like three games back of the surging, amazing Kansas City Royals. What the hell? They keep winning. They can't last. I mean, even in this sim, I don't think they're going to last, right? I, DVR, like this is like you look at the, the Royals. You're in the same. We're talking the OOTP sim now. Jo- Johnny Segway brought us to the OOTP sim. That's me. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, DVR, the Royals, that, that's not a team built to last. Unless Andy McCullough actually makes some tra- I mean, in this league, you can make trades with anybody. Maybe he'll make a trade and kind of strengthen that team. Hmm. Yeah. What What are the Royals trading away though? Like that's that's the thing I look at with that team is even if they were going on a surprise run, what long term assets can they trade away to bolster their chances this year? Maybe Kyle Isbell. He's a nice prospect. I guess if I were Jorge Lopez. Um. Uh, Jorge Lopez. They got to sink or swim with that guy. I think. I think Jorge Lopez might just be. Well, I think Lopez might be a short relief option if he's not a starter for them anymore. Hmm. They got that Richard Love lady. I'd like to see him do well in the for relief. I am enjoying the OOTP. I've had some really interesting close moves on trades. You know, I've gotten really close on a couple of deals, and I'm like, I can't do it. It's a, you know, it's harder to trade in this format than it is in the in a dynasty league. Because a dynasty league, you can trade for a guy who's on the 60 day DL. Guys out for the year, you can trade for him. In this format, you can't do it. They won't right. let you do it. So it's fun. I'm enjoying it. Right, cool. and also a lot of the owners in this league, they're not fantasy people. So I, I think maybe like some, some there might be some uh, language issues in a way. Maybe, but I think they're enjoying it a lot. I think they're like, finally, I get to decide how it goes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. really do enjoy. They really some of these some of these guys and ladies are having uh, are really having a good time and doing a good job of it. They're tough yeah. too. They're tough. I'm trying to like sneak ideas by, and they're like, yeah, no, nah, that's not gonna work. I'm like, yeah, probably not. Big trade in the league. Uh, Philly's got Chris Davis, basically for Nick. <laughs> Megan Montemuro did it. Like she got, yeah. I, well, I don't know if she like. I was I was talking to Connolly about Chris Davis. I really want. I wanted Michael Givens because I want to shore up my bullpen, and it somehow turned into Chris Davis. And uh, he's like, "Well, so I'm talking to someone else." I'm like, "Go ahead, man. <laughs> there you go." Nando made a trade. You made a trade. I got Kikuchi. And you traded away. Oh, I like that Cole Calhoun to Houston for Abraham Toro. Yeah, well, it was like Calhoun and someone for Toro and someone lesser kind of thing. Uh huh. I like that couple, one though. Couple. Of, it was Al. I trust Al. So Al's like, here's the deal. I'm like, deal. You're not gonna rip me off. Gotcha. Right. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Kikuchi. How is Kikuchi in this form? In this simulation? Pretty bad, actually. <laughs> he hasn't pitched yet. Well, he hasn't pitched yet for the Diamondbacks, but he's. I think his ERA is like above five right now. Damn. Hmm. Kind of. I kind of am high on him this year. Just. Just there's upside because everyone was so high on him last year. Do you remember there was that clip of him pitching 
that came out like during spring training last year, and then everybody was like, "Oh my god, that looks amazing!" Like, including me, I was the, that was my voice doing. Oh my god, that looks amazing! <laughs> that was me. Um, and then he comes out and he's terrible. Yeah, you know, he's crying with Ichiro in in Japan. I think that 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 ruined it. That ruined it for him. Corey Brock did a great story about him, about how he can be a bounce back. Uh, you know, his velocity, he had all these personal issues going on, getting used to the ball, that kind of stuff. He's got a 5.54 ERA right now. Very low, low greed rating. Very it's high good. loyalty and work ethic. I've got a guy, I've got Daniel Palka, who's very unhappy. He's in the minor leagues. <laughs> I was like, shut up. Everyone in the major leagues is very happy. Just shut up. Trade him, man. This is when you trade him. Get him out of there before he spreads his cancer. But see, Daniel Polka was really good before I traded for Shin Su Chu. I guess that's why he's unhappy. He's like, I was really doing well. And then you traded for Chu. Why'd you trade for Chu? He's like, I wanted Chu. That's a good question, though. Shin Chu Chu. Because I wanted Chu. And I was like, Polka, you can go down to the minor leagues. And Chu was ripping it up. And I was already trading for like the whole Texas roster. I also like, we took that pause this Sunday. I think that was a really good move. It gives everybody a chance to sort of catch their breath and figure out, like, maybe there are some moves to make here. Yeah, I think we're going to do that every once. Because, I mean, our game that we're playing is in May. We're in May 28th right now, which is a month ahead of right now. So I don't want to get too far ahead and be like, all right, you know, we, we finished the sim in the end of, you know, the end of June. The only... <laughs> now what? Yeah, but, but then we could do the next season. So for guys who are in the full rebuild, they can get, you know what I mean? Like, at a certain That's point, you could, you could, because it's fun. I mean, it, baseball it, might be back too. That would be even better. By the way, one of us is on a four-game winning streak on this on this podcast right now. It's it not me. It's not me. TVR, yeah, TVR's four-game winning streak. Really? Are you really? Did you not know that? Do you not care about the Padres? I am surprised because I'm still what six below five hundred. Uh, you're twenty-five and thirty-one. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. You're only five out of the wild card. I'm making my move. I'll get there. How's Profar? He's the same, just a guy that I kind of thought he was all along, man. Like, he's just... <laughs> I got it open. 265. He said 265, man. He has one home run. He has oh, one we home both run. offered to trade him, and you kind of screwed I offered both. you Aaron Bummer for him. Wait, wait, wait. I wait, wait. You we didn't talk about Aaron said. I offered you Aaron Bummer earlier in the season. That, yeah. that, I don't think that happened. It was Escobar. On the show. Well, it was Escobar. I did offer him Escobar on the show. But then I think I off I think I also offered you bummer for him at some point. Feel like I would have bit on that. Really, I have yeah. to think about well, that. Bummer's a D- the DVR like loves bummer. He does. He's not that good in the sim though. Yeah, I mean, see, he's okay. Maybe it wouldn't work then because of the stupid sim ratings being out of touch with my personal reality. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome like, to my why? world, man. <laughs> he's going this stupid sim. You know what I figured out? Guys who have multi. This is something I figured out about the sim. So Danny Santana is like badly rated, but he's doing great, right? And so valuable. The reason he's badly rated is because he plays all these different positions and he plays some of them badly. So like he's at 25 at shortstop because he played some shortstop. But that goes into his rate overall rating. The guy who has been carrying my White Sox is Nando's guy, Noma Mazara. Yes. Noma Mazara is really good. In this game. Uh, you know who's not? Who, but now that I'm looking at DVR's roster, that I think will surprise a lot of people is Dennison Lamette. Go ahead. Is he really bad? No, I just no, I mispronounced his name. He's got a 6.11 ERA in this sim so far, and we're basically in June. I mean, the small sample area is over at this point, isn't it? 
Yeah. Like everyone loves him right now. Every expert in the world was all over him. And in the sim, which you know is pretty good, he's sitting at 6.11. And I'm assuming using the same kind of numbers and projections that you know, fan graphs and everybody are using too. So that's how these are playing out. How, how do they decide? Do we know that? Is it just like one or two guys' opinion about the players? I don't know, actually. I asked him for a story once, and I remember it being like a mixture of a bunch of the projection systems. I mean, okay. Lamette's tracking to be about a two-war pitcher, which is not totally out of step with what we've seen from him in parts of his big league career so far. It's disappointing, <laughs> given the expectations, but... Tommy Pham is disappointing. Pham is horrible right now in the sim, and wow. I don't, is he hurt? Like what's, what's going on there? The injuries have settled down a little bit, thankfully. I mean, Abreu's still out forever. Um, but <laughs> it's fun. I really like it. Everyone should uh, give it a look. It's, it's complicated, but once you get through the, the challenge of the complications, it comes together. Well, you can play by yourself. That's the best. I mean, you don't have to set up a league with a bunch of people. You can play by yourself against the AI, and that's actually... I like that one better because you can take players. I don't know if you guys have done that and played your own games yet, but like DVR, you could have taken Profar... And you pull, you know, you do control click or whatever. If you're on a, if you're on an HP, I guess you just do right click. Uh, but there's an option under transactions called shop player around, and you actually, so you shop them around. And you you get the offers automatically that come in from all the other teams, and you can just work out a deal. And then kind of like what I like to do is I go down into their prospects and just have them just. You start throwing in extra guys, and you kind of see what the GM says. Like you know that works for me, and sometimes it doesn't change <laughs> if you keep throwing in these prospects. Sometimes it does. He's like, you must be crazy. Or come back to me when you have a real offer. But uh, oftentimes you can sneak in like a couple prospects just for the heck of it. So I just need I to know. figure out how I'm going to handle Daniel Polka. I woke up the other day. I was like, Polka's upset. Polka's sad. He's unhappy. I'm going to handle this. I'm not going to bring him back up. Did I send him down one too many times? Why is he taking this so personally? What does he expect? Good luck. <laughs> I can't believe nothing. <laughs> Good luck trying nothing. to trade Daniel Polka. Put it in the Slack and be like, "Hey, who wants Daniel no, Polka?" No, what I'm, what I, where I'm at is, who's your catcher? Oh, you've got Casey Kelly. How has Casey Kelly been doing for you? Amazing. I think he's leading the team in home runs. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Cool. All right. I'm looking right now. Oh, Greg Bird. You brought up Greg Bird. Greg Bird and Adolis Garcia are both playing. Wow. Tim LaCastro. Sim, Sim likes Greg Bird. Dude, uh, Adolis Garcia was hitting like 411 with 15 home runs in Reno. And Bird was on pace for that, but I, I accidentally assigned him to the rookie league when I traded for him. Or they automatically assign him, and I accidentally did not realize that. So he's about a week behind, he's about a week behind Adolis Garcia. So that's, the, that's the only part that's frustrating. Like when Edwin Encarnacion came off the IL in the middle of the sim that they didn't put him. He, it would have been great if they put him on a rehab assignment, but they didn't. And so then he got back onto my team, and then I just had to like you know play him sporadically for the first week. Both him right. and Eloy both came back. So, the, you know, rust is real. Let's put it that way. Especially in the sim. Wow, you're lucky you didn't trade David Peralta. Holy smoke. I wasn't going to. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, Diamondbacks are in first place in the West. Are you really in first yeah, place? Yeah, come on. Get, get with the times, bro. I'm a half a game ahead of the Dodgers. 30 and 25. <laughs> hey, listen, I'll make a trade with you, man. I, I, we should. We can make another trade. I'll help you oh, out. You know, everyone had their chances. Now that we're hot, everyone wants to trade with us. And you know, Well, we already made a trade. We I did got make the guys a trade. I want. I'm going to make a trade for Chance Adams now. 
just to prove a point. <laughs> you go ahead. You go, please. But actually, don't improve the uh, the Royals because they're thirty six and twenty. The Royals are thirty six and twenty. Yeah, but he's got to be. He's got to be a little concerned. That's not going to last. He's got. I'm thirty two and twenty four, and I've got. He's up four games on me. That's driving me nuts. You know what I found huh. interesting? Madison Bumgarner's ERA for me is five point three one. That doesn't terribly surprise me. You know what's insane is that freaking Nicky Lopez is hitting three fifty one. What? That's Seriously? pretty weird. Yeah, with a nine thirty six OPS, one thirty eight OPS plus. What? Nine a nine thirty? What is he slugging? Like four sixty? He's slugging more five forty four. Yeah, it's got to be slugging more than four. He's got seven triples. <laughs> Three home runs, ten doubles. Okay, That's, okay. Just, just let's this, six stolen bases, one caught stealing, fourteen strikeouts with eleven walks. Nicky Lopez is going to win the MVP of the American League if he keeps this up. So, when Nicky Lopez got called up last year, what did you guys think he was going to be? Because he had this really low K rate. He was going to play a lot. The numbers at AAA and really at all the minor league stops looked pretty good. Just looked like a guy that kind of like we talked about earlier, could be an accumulator, just an everyday player on a... I thought he was going to run more than he did. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that would be steals. Um, I mean, I'm going back through like 2018 between double and triple A. He had 15 steals in 130 games. So I thought there would be something in that category, a really high batting average floor, and a little bit of power. And I think his barrel rate and average exit velocity were both bottom 5% of the league. Yeah, so he just seemed overmatched by big league pitching. Only struck out twelve point seven percent of the time, but just wasn't making any hard contact really at all. Do you think there is still something there, or are you just kind of writing him off based on what we saw from him in about four hundred plate appearances a year ago? I, I was highly disappointed. I owned Nicky Lopez for as long as I possibly could until he went over the three fifty mark uh, as a minor leaguer. What I thought we were getting was not much power, but I thought we were getting speed for sure, and I thought we were going to get average. 240 average, this is what kills me. He had, in 379 at-bats, one stolen base and one caught stealing. That makes him absolutely useless as a fantasy player to me. Hmm. You know? So, I, 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 to me, an a, was he picked in the AL only this past week? Yeah, I think people were excited about him. Because uh, shortstop or second base or both base dried up yeah, enough. Okay. Yeah. All right, but in OOTP, he's going to win the MVP. <laughs> Guaranteed. It's very strange. Like, there's a lot of time. Yeah. Oh, by the way, there's All Star voting that's open. So yeah, what are we supposed to do with that? Uh, you can vote. Can just vote for know. my guys. I just, yeah, yeah, vote for your guys. I'll vote for my White Sox and my Yankees. That's, that's I not find a myself con like, thing to do. I, it's like I'm, I, I find myself like looking at the Yankees and being absolutely grateful that I don't manage them because if I was managing them, I would feel like because I think they're probably like eight games over 500 or something in second place. And I would feel like I'm disappointing, you know, because they're they should be the best team in baseball. But, you know, they're not going to be because it's baseball. Hey, can the three of us uh, make a, an agreement right here? To, to vote in Jerks and Profar. I don't think enough people are paying attention to this. If he gets three votes for this, I think we'll be able to get him in. Can we, can we please Derek do Van this? Riper is not. Derek Van Riper is not going to vote 
for Jerks and Profar. Come on, do it for the show, DVR. Does he get a 10-point overall ratings boost if he makes Actually, the All-Star you, team? He yeah. might he, he might, might get like a little he might get a little very like I'm going to try to get Daniel Polk on that All-Star team. Maybe he can stop being so whiny. <laughs> yeah, maybe it fixes the sad emoji. Yeah. I don't think Polk is on the ballot. Oh, see, that's why he's so mad. He really just I wanted to like be on the are, ballot. Yeah, they, I think they've only taken like one person per team basically. All right, last time I checked, he was very unhappy. Let's just see. Clint Frazier right is available. Clint Frazier has 13 home runs. Clint Frazier is available? Yeah. By the I way, mean, for all-star for all-star voting. So oh, okay. not available for to trade, trade. But like he's he's wow. Yeah, morale unhappy still. And he's not just a sad face, it's like a orange sad face. It's not all the way to red. It's orange. Just extend happy. Man, why don't we extend him? He's hitting 426 in AAA. He's killing it. That's why he's so mad. His OPS is 1.205. OPS plus of 193. That's why he's so mad. Let me ask you guys an all-star voting question. Here are two players. Which one would you vote for? First one has a 332 average, uh, 418, 659 slash. 20 home runs, three steals, uh, 3.3 war, and a 179 WRC plus. Yes, that guy is an all-star. All right. Well, you only get one center fielder. The second one, right. 323, 474, 631, 16 home runs, 7 steals, Jesus. 181 WRC plus, and 3.8 war. Maybe the second, the guy, second one, second yeah. Guy. Yeah, second guy? Yeah. yeah. Second guy is Mike are. Trout. All right. Well, who's first the first guy? guy? George Springer. Hmm. Yeah. Sim likes Did George we talk Springer. about this? Did we talk about on the show... That I think the Astros, the the discount that we everyone was giving the Astros because it's like they're going to struggle so much this year because they're going to have to deal with the fans. That's one of the interesting things. Like the NL only tonight, those Colorado Rocky pitchers, it's a whole new ball game. They don't have to pitch in course. The Houston Astros players, they're not going to have to deal with people calling them, you know, cheating scum. It's like the best, you know, it's like the best thing that could have happened for Jose Altuve and George Springer is not having to play in front of fans. It's going to change. Let's look at it on social media, but you're right. Yeah, but they don't have to deal with it at the stadium. And the other teams, whatever. I mean, they're going to be like, yo, you know, we do it too. I mean, you just got caught, you, you know, poor guy. But they don't have to deal with people like yelling at them. I think it's yeah. good for them. I think it, it raises their value. Yeah, it, it, Alex Bregman, I think, might have been the biggest villain. I think people kind of gave Altuve a little bit of a pass because he's still, you know, small guy who's fun to watch. But I think people really hate Alex Bregman, and he's going to dodge a lot of that. Yeah, they all going to embraces it though, too, in some ways. Like he, being a villain on the field. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe he's a wrestling he, guy. Yeah, like, like, gonna, like he feeds off of it. Well, they're not gonna they're not gonna have to deal with it, and by the time the fans are back, hopefully in twenty twenty one, it'll be less intense. It'll be like old news. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, we we don't have a lot of time left. We got two topics we can hit. We can hit the National League only for tonight, or uh, we can go into that. Well, first of all, we got an Ian's wax story. <laughs> ah, After that, though, that. yeah. Which which direction would everybody like to go in? Well, I'd, uh, I'd like to hear some National League strategy from DVR. Yeah, me too. And see if it actually holds up when we meet again next week. Oh, so I have to reveal my plan and then follow it. Neither one of us will be drafting against you. Come on. Yeah, we're we're all friends here. Mm. Well, really? really? No, no. The the biggest adjustment is being more aggressive than last week. I think the whole room's going to be more aggressive than last week, though. So it's not going to be 
easy to just cherry pick the handful of really expensive players that I want. Um, the NL pool and, and, and thinking about a 15 team league, I think you still want to prioritize getting a good closer as opposed to rolling the dice on a cheap one as your main source of saves. I think it's smart to possibly get a second one in the NL though, especially if that pitcher's good enough to be used, even if they're not in a ninth inning role. So that's part of what I'm going to do with the pitching. I think for what I've seen in the NL pool this year, there's more balance in the player pool. It's a, I think it's a better pool than the AL. Way better. And so much better. That's going to make it a lot of fun. I think you can find a lot of different ways to hit your targets. And I think the big question I'm still wrestling with is with Colorado. I mean, am I am I going to build the team assuming they're playing in Coors this year, or am I going to build the team assuming that they're not playing in Coors? I'm leaning more towards the former than the latter, just based on the that latest proposal that came out. Uh, the 10-team divisions, you know, with that structure, I think the idea was that teams could play in their home parks, empty to begin the season, but then travel would be more constrained because within your 10-team division, you're not going from West Coast to East Coast, East Coast to West Coast. You know, teams are generally kind of staying in uh, thirds of the country. And in that scenario, the Rockies would play at Coors, hitters would benefit the pitchers would have to deal with it like they always do so i think that's my angle with colorado ahead of tonight's auction let me ask you this just first of all i got i think i got all that down i'm sending it to brett um sir um but (laughs) just kidding uh but it doesn't make sense to me to not do it in just arizona and florida like that just seems safer What's the point? You don't need to go from place to place. The reason you do it is to play in front of fans. There's no reason to travel back and forth other than the families, you know, being close to families. Like, that's the only reason. But that's that's it. I think, well, the divisions they proposed look pretty interesting. I, I do like the concept of a 10-team division. Yeah, I do too. I think it's going to be I, – I would love to play it out. I, I yeah, just, but that would screw think, up all these drafts. No, but it doesn't. I thought about that. I mean, AL only, you just, you use the guys. It, oh, yeah, I guess you, you're right. Yeah, it wouldn't. You right. just use those guys. Like, it's just split up that way. I mean, isn't that what you're planning to DVR? Yeah, I mean, you can still play the leagues out as they are. I think the question is, do they go universal DH? I've been kind of pushing on the idea that they're going to do that. So uh, players who are kind of the next guy up for a regular role, who, who wins in each scenario, each team, if there is an NLDH spot available. I've been giving those guys little nudges so far in uh, in the drafts that we've been doing last, well, two weeks ago and now this one tonight. Yeah, in the, in the NL, I think actually in the NL, I think that that makes a lot of sense to the fourth outfielder in the NL has more value now. Yeah, yeah. Generally, I mean, that's where teams are, are going to have the best offensive player on their roster the best extra offensive player right I mean there's a couple I guess Austin Riley's like hybrid outfielder third base but uh, you, you can pretty easily for about 10 NL teams you can see that there's one clear winner who gets the bulk of that time and maybe a few other players who get a little bit more playing time as a result if it's a you know big side platoon guy getting most of the playing time and then a couple small side guys sprinkling in there's a handful of teams that aren't built for it at all the non-contending the rebuilding teams uh, but they could give that to younger players, right? If minor league baseball looks a lot different this year, if you're a rebuilding team and you have a guy who you don't think is going to be a really expensive Super 2 guy, you're not worried as much about club control, 
give those reps to a player on the brink of being big league ready and just kind of see what happens. Yeah. But like someone like Matt Carpenter feels like might have more value in this NL only because they want to find time for Edmund. They want to find, you know, I don't know, Matt Carpenter. I'm going to write to Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Let Brett run his own team, man. <laughs> well, I'm going to call him at 10.04. He's going to go, what? What do you want? Like, uh, You know, Matt Carpenter. Boom. That's all. DVR, get Matt Carpenter out there first. <laughs> That'll be a weird nomination, but I, I, I should do that. <laughs> I'm one. staying out of it tonight. I'm staying out. I'm, I, man, I'm packing. I'm making boxes and packing stuff up. This will be my yeah, last podcast. A little bit, you know. No, there's no relax. Today, this will be my very last podcast from this spot, and now I will be in a different spot moving forward. It's gonna be cool. The birds. Hopefully, the bird situation is the same at the new place. The birds are the birds are intense in the new place too. Yeah, it's right That's by great. the. Yeah, it's gonna be good. I'm excited. Looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. Oh, great. Uh, Ian, you owe us a chest waxing story. Okay, so I put, did a pl- I can tell DVR is kind of evading some of his real strategies, so I don't want to dwell on Listen, this. Listen, I already much. know what he's doing. I've already, I've already texted Brett. I'm calling you after, right after the podcast. Um, so uh, I did a play at the Ford's Theater in D.C., which is where Abraham Lincoln, you know, got taken out. And, like, the same place, and they actually have the balcony, which is, like, put aside. It's like, this is where Lincoln died. So every night you're, like, doing the show and, like, oh, wow, that's where Lincoln died. Um, and the play was called Leading Ladies, and it was uh, it was this very famous player. I can't remember his name. Gosh, Ken. I don't know. It was, it was essentially some like it hot on stage, and I was playing the Tony Curtis role. So I was that guy who was a very famous English actor named Leo Clark, who then was trying to like uh, it's a comedy trying to meet this. I met this rich heiress, and I was going to pretend that I was her niece. Because of you know mayhem and and John Aston was in the play, uh, the guy from the Adams family, the dad from the yeah, Adams John family. John Aston's awesome. I love him. He came to my wedding. I love him. Um, and Charlotte Ray, Mrs. Garrett, was in the play, who was awesome and became. She passed away unfortunately last year, but she became Aunt Charlotte to my kids. Like we, it was a very warm group of people, great friends. So I had to get my chest waxed because I was playing a woman and I had to wear this dress, and um, it sucked and they said so like my dresser came with me and she was like I'll come with you baby and she came with me and and I was in so much pain it sucked so bad like you saw in the 40 year old virgin when they Steve Carell did it (laughs) that's what it's like don't get your chest waxed at the Mezzaluna de Spa if you're a guy go get the massage get the massage get the massage don't go get your don't get waxed that's it that's the whole story (laughs) oh that's nice I actually like how you you tied that all together for us you're at Mezzaluna. Mezzaluna de Spa. Mezzaluna uh, de Spa. So look, so drafts tonight, auction is tonight. Probably going to raise a little more money for charity, which is a good thing. Uh, DVR is in it. Ian has a proxy. I guess next week we'll report on what happened the same way we did this. Yeah, it's a good group, man. It's just a great group of players. Scott Pan. I love how Steve Casalino's in there. Yeah, you know why? I I was thinking about that. I was like, how did Steve get in that? It's because we got Steve, we got, because Steve invited Derek into GDD. So that built that relationship. And then uh, Derek returned the favor, I'm guessing. Is that how it went, T-Bear? Yeah, Steve's great. Uh, He's, I probably probably talked to him three, four, five, five years running now at Tout Wars. Like usually I just hang out with him at Foley's uh, and got the invite to GDD this year. 
he also reached out to me after I, I wrote about this idea, I don't know, a month ago. Yeah. And he reached out and Colton, the Wolfman reached out just, Hey, it's a cool idea. If, if you, if you do it, I'd like to be in it. And I was like, okay, well that's, that's more interest than most people have, have shown. Right. It's just, it, you know, if you want to play in this, I, I like you, you can, you can be in this league. So, uh, I'm thinking about running a second one, maybe a 12 teamer. I, I didn't even get to invite everybody. I, I like more than 15 people. That's why there are co-owners <laughs> who brought more people in. There are plenty of people I like who didn't even get an invitation. So I may just run another one, try the 12 team format. Just if you do a 12 team format, I'll join. I'll join back in. You're ready, I'll go you're ready to do another one. Awesome. Yeah, Why because I only got ball? to do the mix. Best balls are fun. Yeah, I mean, I could I could mix up the events a little bit. I could do best ball. I could do draft and hold. Do a snake draft and I mean, there's. Can, I like the auction, man, dude. Let's see. How about a best ball auction? Is there such a thing? Yeah, I think you can. Of course, I you think just got to make that. a. You just got to make a team, basically. Yeah, I, I'd be all in on a best ball auction. That would be fun. All right. Well, uh, I'm kicking it around. I, I may have to do different hours for this. Doing uh, five hours after normal work time every week for three weeks. Uh, it was okay, but doing it every week for six weeks might not go over well. In the Van Riper household, yeah. Or you can take like yeah. two weeks off and then get back to it. Yeah, maybe a little break and then run it again as we get a little closer to when the season hopefully starts. Sounds great. Buy a PlayStation. I've got a PlayStation. Um, there you go. Yeah, my uh, wife bought me a PlayStation and I still haven't, so I could play MLB the Show and I still haven't cracked it. Yeah, I haven't so, done it. Like I got one and I haven't really like. I thought I was going to play more, but it's like no, it's just all work all the time. So. Yeah, and when I'm doing baseball, I don't know. Is, it, is MLB the show fun? Have you ever played it? Everyone seems to love it. It just I'm so intimidated by it that I haven't played a sports game on a platform since basically like PlayStation One or Two. That I, I have, just don't. I, I think it's too complicated. I'll tell you what. I learned how to play Dynasty Sports from PlayStation. Actually, it was the Sega Dreamcast I had in 1999. NFL 2K was the game that taught me how to play Dynasty Baseball, Dynasty Football, Dynasty Baseball. That's pretty awesome. It was awesome. I loved it. The franchise mode, I could do that for 12 hours a day before I was married with kids. And literally, that's what I would do. Yeah. Changes. <laughs> it was so much fun. I, would be, <laughs> I, was, doing, I was doing bowl. And, uh, and just every day I wasn't shooting, I was just doing that. That was nice. It. It was nice. Uh, on that note, we got to go. We're up against the hour. Uh, this is fun. I hope everyone's still enjoying this and we're being helpful. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, use the secret word uh, chest wax and uh, yeah, let us know if you know so. if, if you want to hear stuff like podcasts at theathletic.com uh, use under the radar as your subject line we, we could hit your mailbag we take your questions we're here to help like we're not doing this for I mean we're it's fun for us but we're doing it to you know help the general public enjoy this time and maybe get better at fantasy baseball while we're doing it so thank you for your continued support and listening and check out the Mesa Luna Day Spa for the man who's going to haunt Brett Sayers' dreams tonight, Ian Khan. Oh, yes. Yeah. See you next week. For the man who uh, he, didn't, he didn't really think he was better than Scott Fish. He's the most humble guy in the world, but he's doing great things for charity. Now I just got to make Franchi Cordero happy and out of the park, and life will be complete. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to everybody. I'm not an Afino. We hope you enjoyed this. Stay tuned. We'll be back next week. Goodbye. Daniel Polka. <laughs> <laughs>